Hey, David. What's up, my my main man? You're your main squeeze. What's <laughs> what's happening? Hey, uh, question for you. Have you ever ordered from the the double named pizza brand? You know, uh, the brand's so nice they named it the same word twice. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever taken advantage Long time ago. of their uh their sixteen dollar pizza inflation deal? I think they what? call it pizza flation. No. Go- Google it, it's a real thing. So um they- I haven't uh, hold on. I haven't had double pizza place pizza since in in actually like over two years. Um so it's I don't so know funny because the, w- the way we're talking about this, it's we're definitely naming two different brands, which makes it funnier. However, so th- this company has a thing where they have extra large pizzas for 16 bucks, four toppings, and it's you, you, you have to pay inflation for everything else, but you shouldn't have to pay for your pizza. That's their whole business model with this $16 okay, pizza. $16 is still pretty expensive for a pizza, but... Yeah, right? L- l- little all messed up. Anyways, if I said pepperoni, bacon, mushroom, extra cheese. How much cheese do you think they would realistically put on the top of the pizza? Just a little extra, right? No, no. Like, I would expect a whole pizza's worth of extra cheese. Dude, these guys, I don't know if they were pissed off because it was Boxing Day and I ordered pizza to my store, but they literally took the bag of cheese and just dumped it on it. I'm telling you, when I say, like... It, there was a thick layer of cheese melted onto the top of the pizza, so thick that, like, it was—you had to dig to get to the toppings. Like, the pizza was uneatable. It was unedible. Uh, Inedible? Inedible. I mean, is, is pizza ever really unedible? Unless yeah. I guess it's like vegan pizza or something like that. I mean, yeah, vegan with cauliflower crust pizza. <laughs> now, now we made it too far. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's the story. So we ordered four pizzas um, to to my store for Boxing Day, and three of them showed up with just like a brick of cheese. And when he handed me the boxes, I was like, "This is pretty heavy for four extra large pizzas." And he's like, "Well, you don't like." He's like, "It looks like you have a big group of people to feed, so you're going to enjoy it." And I like had to force people to take it home. I was like, "You <laughs> go mean, home and clog your arteries." I guess you did get your money's worth. I did. Yeah, I did. Do you know where you else? Know you know who else? Is- <laughs> First one of the year. You know who else is going to get their money's worth? Who's that? Everyone listening to this episode of the Seen on Screen podcast. Hey, whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Seen on Screen podcast with your hosts, Sean and David. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. We did it. We made it. David and I, we didn't cancel ourselves like we thought we would, you know, a mere <laughs> six weeks close. ago. It was close. <laughs> I was like, peace out. We're out of here. But uh, it's it's great to see you. Great to be back. I'm uh, I'm really excited for this year. It's going to be I a mean, good time. We didn't really take it. Like, we took time off, but we didn't really take time off. Yeah, but it's still like it's still nice to say Happy New Year. Haven't seen you. We, didn't we take haven't time seen off. our listeners. We I didn't seen take my time off from each other. Really? That's true. Yeah, I haven't seen them since before Christmas. Oh, that's true. I feel like right around Christmas time, everything kind of. I mean, like everyone wants to get together, but everyone's so busy that it's like you got to be very selective of who you actually get together with. Your time is very valuable, right? Yeah, um, isn't it? This year's a leap year too, right? So. Is it? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So this year was an anomaly, right? So, but um, Christmas Eve was a Sunday. Christmas Day was a Monday, and then Boxing Day was a Tuesday. This year, because of the leap year, Christmas jumps all the way to Wednesday. So you're you thought your week was screwed up this year? Next year it's going to be, or like, or last year. This year is going to be absolutely bonkers because you're like you're not going to go to work on the Monday. Everybody is going to take that Monday off. Oh, 100%. But, but now you've ex- like for retailers, you've extended your weekend, right? So you have 
selling days on the 21st, 22nd, 23rd. And then like you are still busy on Christmas Eve, but it's more about the the excitement of just going to the mall and watching people be frantic. And then it's like Boxing Day is Thursday. And then you're going to have no room to breathe because it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. This year is going to suck. <laughs> okay, hold on. What month is the leap year day? You're kidding, right? No, it happens once every four years. How am I supposed to remember this stuff? February. It's February? Okay, I couldn't tell if it was March or something like that. I, I schedule very important meetings on February 29th, because three years in, out of four, they don't happen. Okay, why? Okay, I remind me. Why is there a leap, like an added day every four years? Is it something oh. to do with the clocks? I or the farmers? Not. Is it like, is it something to do with daylight savings time? Now you're going to make me Google something? <laughs> Uh, let me see uh, why I'm Googling this live for everybody. Why are there leap years? We are making great content, which is great. It takes approximately 365.25 days for Earth to orbit the sun, a solar year. We usually round the days into a calendar year for 365. To make up for the missing partial day, we add one day to our calendar approximately every four years, according to NASA. Edutainment. Oh. Wow, now all of our listeners, if they hadn't known that before, they do now. I'm I'm willing to bet one of our listeners is going to be like, I knew that. Why are you wasting my time? I'm going to be like, guess what, buddy? This episode <laughs> is going to be a huge waste of time. We got another 45 minutes to waste your time. <laughs> yeah, so get comfortable while you're sitting there scrolling on the toilet, because that's what we're here for today. So, David, how was your holiday? I know... Uh, you got a very special package in the mail that made you gleeful and giddy. And by that, I mean, you were happy to find the ornament that I sent you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, I thought you talking about the s'mores because that was the, the, okay. Let me tell you guys, if you guys have a Costco around you, you got to find these like s'mores, Kirkland s'mores. I don't know. Clusters. Bites? Is that clusters? Yeah. First, they are literally like, honestly, like, okay. So <laughs> I'm salivating just thinking about them. Sean sent me this uh, this bag of stuff or this box of stuff, and there's this bag of these uh, s'mores bites. And I'm like, oh, what the hell is this? It's like, hmm, okay, sounds pretty good. Put one in my mouth. I'm like, oh, my God. This is like the greatest thing ever. Second to uh, the <laughs> Ralphie Christmas ornament from uh, A Christmas Story. The only thing I didn't He's send a- you was an eggnog cup, and I looked everywhere for one. That's right. My uh, my brother and sister in law sent us some Star Wars uh, holiday glasses. Nice. Are they as and, bad as the movie? Uh, no, they they're they're kind of cool actually. But they're awesome. they are our now our official holiday eggnog cups. Oh, that's not bad. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, the the break was pretty good. I mean, like I I had a week and a bit off from work. Much deserved. I finished some rentals in my basement and then decided to redo the countertop in my kitchen. So I've been living like an animal for the last uh, last week. Actually, kind of funny story. We had moved up to Kenora almost exactly two years ago. Yeah, we got that's how long I've on... had a PS2 or a PS5. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we got to Kenora on Christmas Eve or not Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, and that day when we we had nothing like we didn't have any like food or anything like that. We were literally eating like some microwave dinners and stuff like that. Um, because we only had what we could bring in our car. So we decided to redo our kitchen countertop because, uh, the process that we were using, it takes about like, they say you can do it over a weekend, but it's more of like an extended long weekend. Um, so it took us about like four days uh, to do it from start to finish. But, as we we had to like move everything out of the kitchen because it involves sanding and painting and all that stuff. And I say to she who should not be named is like, oh man, exactly two years ago, we were in the very similar situation where like our kitchen was, we, we couldn't use anything in the kitchen. We had, we're eating off paper plates and uh, microwave dinners. Yeah, I a, remember your fabled drive up on that blistery cold December 29th night and 30th night. And you were stuck behind a big accident 
It was the 30th you guys landed there, not the 31st. Well, so here's the the plan was to get here on the 30th. Yeah. But uh, we were about 20 minutes out from our uh, our new home, and it was around 6.30-ish, and then traffic comes to a complete stop, and it just it wasn't moving, and it was minus, like, 30 degrees out, and we kind of had, like, really spotty cell service and found, like, a managed to, like, find a Facebook group for uh, Kenora. And uh, someone had posted that there was a four truck accident on the highway. And it's like, we had just enough gas to get like the the next closest town was an hour and a bit the opposite direction. So it's like, okay, either we go back there and like hope that there's like a hotel or something like that. But up here, there's not a lot of hotels, yeah. right? Uh, or just wait it out. So we waited it out. Uh, we sat in the car for like six and a half hours. I watched three movies. <laughs> on my tablet and then we ended up getting into town it was like 2 a.m on the 31st so yeah i remember because um my other half and i stayed up which would have been 3 a.m our time we stayed up just to make sure that you guys got there okay like well, nothing yeah. we could have done <laughs> i know right like like we unless we invented like the iron man suit and i would be able to fly 18 hours and 18 minutes yeah, but we we just were keeping you guys company over the phone, and you were like, "Oh, we don't want to run like any more power." Like, we're, <laughs> it was it was know, such a disaster like, of a night. I turned the I turned the car off just because I, I didn't want to idle for six hours. I wouldn't have been able to, but then I had to turn it on every you know half hour for like ten fifteen minutes just to heat heat the car up a uh, a bit more. But the thing is, is, the car was so filled with stuff that it took like two minutes to heat the car up because the only area that <laughs> had any space for like air movement was in the front seat. So, and it was your shoulders, right? Cause the floor, if I remember right, her side was packed on the floor. Yeah. She had, she had stuff all over the place. I, I remember giving her a hug before you guys left. I was like, how are you even sitting in the car? <laughs> no, it'll be an easy two days. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Her snacks but, in her game. Sorry. That was yeah. my chair. That was very long. Um, <laughs> So I got to ask you, did you find, did you, uh, instead of playing any games, um, did you, did you get any new games, either board or video? Well, uh, a guy I know sent me one of their most popular games that they like to play. Uh, that would be Sean. Sent <laughs> I wasn't intentionally <laughs> doing that. I was just saying like, you know, for the content part of things, but yeah, I, I, I know I sent David sent a game, a copy of, uh, seven wonders duel, which is, uh, super awesome so once i get my kitchen table cleared off <laughs> i'm going to uh crack that one open and play that but uh i got star wars jedi survivor and final fantasy what is it six 16 15 can nice. you take advantage of any uh boxing day deals you know what this year was pretty shitty for for boxing day deals yeah, like, I'd agree. There wasn't really much of anything. I know, like, uh, she who should not be named bought, like, a bunch of handbags and some clothes and stuff like that. But I think this year it's uh, – and and a lot of the discussions online and on some, like, web forums was just, like, there's not a whole lot. Like, typically, like, every year there's, like, something to get excited for. Like, even, like, video games and whatnot. But all the sale prices were the same from Black Friday. Yeah. And some things actually didn't even go off sale from November. Like they were like the same price, like still are. Um, I mean, like that's not bad because I had no money, extra money to spend on useless things like that. But uh, I mean, it just means that well, actually I did, I did buy some, some video games um, from, uh, a little store called Video Games Plus. Video Games Plus. Ooh la la. Video Games Plus dot CA. And you They're, bought uh, Modern Warfare. You liar. Yeah, I got that. Uh, I got uh, Two Point Campus. Oh, the piece. enrollment the enrollment edition. So it's like the deluxe edition. Comes with a bunch of stuff. It was uh, fifteen dollars. Damn, PC dark. or for console? Uh, PS Five. They were out of it for oh no, it's back in stock here on a uh, on Xbox. See, I enjoyed playing it on Xbox, but I think that kind of game I'd prefer to play mouse and keyboard. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot of fun. I love Two Point Campus. I thought it was better than Two Point Hospital in many ways. Uh, it was, was just it? a yeah. different kind of vibe. But it's this one all actually... British humor too, right? Like it's literally oh, yeah. the, the epitome of toilet humor, which yeah. is great. Well, it's funny because the um, the enrollment edition, uh, the deluxe edition, comes with DLC for Two Point Hospital. <laughs> so it's kind of kind of funny but uh yeah you know not a lot of games but i think uh this year i was kind of just limiting the the number of games that i want to buy just because i have such a huge backlog um but honestly i i put in probably a good like four or five hours into uh jedi survivor nice oh yeah and i got uh baldur's gate 3 on xbox the deluxe edition for a uh, total of 26 dollars too bad we can't play cross uh i think they're enabling it at some point there's going to be like some some uh update stream idea but, 2024 but yeah it's uh i spent probably about four or five hours playing that game nice nice we yeah. uh i i didn't i didn't make a lot of purchases either i had the traditional one of my things broke boxing week so i had to run out and get a replacement you guys will now notice there's no more loud clicking from my mouse it's try pretty it, quiet try it. try it anything nothing, nothing. so i which uh, mouse did you end up getting because i know that you bought uh, the headset and mouse combo that i got but you ended up returning that one didn't you no i kept it oh you kept it hey mouse uh, buddies <laughs> honestly the the reason i did like i wanted i looked at going back to get the logitech g305 pro mm-hmm. um but it was uh, 89 just for the mouse and this one came with a headset uh, that's just a USB dongle that I thought, why not? Why not get this when I can use it for my PlayStation? Um, I don't like that there's no visible microphone. That bothers me a lot. Yeah. But it still bothers. But it still bothers me that it doesn't like come out to your face. You know what I'm saying? So that w- that was a phenomenal deal. And like I wandered everywhere in Best Buy looking for this damn thing because it's like it's in stock. It was on yeah. the end of an aisle, just buried in a box. That's usually what happens, right? Like they throw them in like a little bin and stuff like that. I mean, those are the days. Those are the, the things that I missed about like black or Boxing Day shopping and stuff like that. When you like go into Best Buy and like you you're just walking along and they have random shit in like bins. It's like I remember buying like a 32 gig USB stick for like three dollars. Yeah, because it was like in a bin. And it was like okay, sweet. Not not to draw too much attention to that big box store, but the problem with that store directly is now when you walk into any of them, and I know you don't have one, so you have to go to the peg to go to one, right? Mm-hmm. Everything is like an experience in that store. You have to walk through in order, right? Oh, now yeah. they have like also like a like a professional gaming zone, but they didn't have anything in the professional gaming zone. They had like seven razor pieces, and that was it. Oh, um, yeah. Their gaming section is is pretty boring now i think they got more toys if any anything in there well they lost a sale for me solely for two reasons one i was gonna buy um the rod strix mouse to match all my other stuff my crates aces my my entire build is aces Mm -hmm. some of the parts inside aren't but everything Mm -hmm. external is aces and they don't let you touch the mice they have two like generic aces mice on something else are like on like demo computers, but they won't let you touch any of the Republic of Gaming stuff. Really? Yeah, I was like, because when you and I were chatting, you were like, make sure it's not super clicky. I was like, yeah. that's true. Because I went over and I looked at the Corsair stuff and it was like, honestly hitting a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> like my keyboard, I'll, I'll type on it real now. Like it's a clicky keyboard. Yeah, yeah. But they're cherry. So they're they're supposed to be a little bit louder. That's all right. But I mean, like the with the keyboard clicking, that's always good because it's like usually when there's like a heated discussion of something and like one of us needs to <laughs> prove yeah, the other person <laughs> wrong. It's like, yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, I know that you're kind of complaining about uh, initially about like the battery life on this, like that it's not a rechargeable mouse. It takes a double battery. But I mean, I got this same set this time last year. And I haven't. Uh, and if I, I remember right, you paid my more at Costco for it. Uh, you got it for what? Eighty bucks? Seven? Yeah, seventy nine. I'm pretty sure you paid ninety nine or one oh nine. Uh, eighty nine. <laughs> Ten dollar win, baby. Um, games like, and stuff though. We did like we didn't ask for a lot. 
we we just kind of like told our parents and stuff we wanted really practical things. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a game called Hughes and Clues, which my other half saw on like uh, like board game TikTok, which is yeah. a rabbit hole. But it's a really really cool game where you actually have to you use like single word clues to give an idea of what color you're trying to get on. So if you mm-hmm. said flamingo, you're like starting at hot pink and then you're trying to move like people down the list to the hue you're looking for. So I found that pretty neat. Um, most disappointing thing in David's eyes that I received was NHL 24. <laughs> but uh, it's honestly been so much fun just to like chill and play. I love playing that as a non-passive game. I can throw it on play a game and then turn it off like and i'm pretty happy yeah. with that i'm yeah. just a huge hockey fan so like that appeals to me but aside from the mouse i did not buy a single thing for black friday i don't even know i can't even think of if i bought or anything i mean like other than but this the 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 website that was selling like two point where i got two point campus and i got a few other games from them they had that wasn't really their boxing day sale that was like their 30th anniversary sale so it's been going on for like two months but what they were doing is they were adding more games like every week so it wasn't really like so much a boxing day sale as it was just like a continuous continuing anniversary sale but yeah i I didn't really get anything in particular uh for boxing day this year i mean i actually you know what this is uh this is going to be seen in the future over the next uh, 12 months um, on our Instagram and uh, whatnot. But I subscribe to, um, you know, Patreon, right? Yes. So I subscribed finally after many, many days and months of just kind of like humming and hawing about it uh, to a star wars it's like a 3d modeling so it's called sw3d so it's star wars 3d and i don't know if this is like a group or this company uh there's a few different ones they have wicked 3d and then there's like another one that's like uh, marvel stuff and uh every month they come out with uh 3d models of of um different things right so like star wars stuff or movie things or whatnot um so they released a special edition one of uh, home alone oh that's cool so it's uh marv and harry and kevin and there's like individual bus or um like a diorama but then uh, i so i subscribed to the star wars one and it's like, I don't know, $14 a month or 15 bucks a month. It's not that bad. But for the quality of 3D models that you get, the December ones was Star Wars Episode One, Obi-Wan Kenobi fighting uh, Darth Maul. And my God, this is such an amazing, amazing uh, 3D model. So my goal is this, uh, this year I'm going to, uh, I've actually already, informed she who should not be named i gave her notice that i will be purchasing <laughs> a larger more high quality resin 3d printer because i'm going to print a i have so many of these star wars models let me tell you the take a guess at how big the uh the folder for um these Star Wars models. And now there is 59 models that I've downloaded. And these are high quality 3D assets. Uh, 24 gigs. Close. 130 gigs. That's not even remotely close. <laughs> that's of just of just 3D models. Like this is insane. The stuff that's in here. And then uh so I'm I'm pretty excited for that. Um and that's gonna be something that I uh is actually I'm going to be able to utilize one of my uh, other Christmas gifts. Um, we're going to see, you're going to see some better looking photography on our Instagram for stuff that we're showcasing, whether it be uh, things that I've been printing video games that we're talking about movies uh, or board games, things like that. So I got a, uh, a light box. So for photography, so um, we're definitely going to be utilizing that. We got some big plans for this year. 
Yo, this website is sick. I don't even know why we're still recording. This is awesome. <laughs> I did not know that Kingdom of Loathing had a sequel. Kingdom of Loathing? Kingdom of Loathing was like a web-based, turn-based game that came out years and years and years ago. Mm. Uh, it was initially released in 2003 by a publisher called Asymmetric, and they just released, well, in 2017, something called West of Loathing. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, no way they're... They've continued oh, this on. Oh, you're still on Video Game Plus, that website. Yeah. No, it's just open. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I think we both had great holidays. Um, it's not about what you got. It's more about the experiences and joys along the way. And uh, I'm really excited for you guys to play Seven Wonders Duel. You need a larger space than you'd think based on the size of the box. Because you have to build yeah. damn card pyramids. Mm. So what you're saying is that we need to send, sit at the end of the table, not uh, like well, the, we, the we have a round table, table and length, we should be side each other. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, because you cool. you both have to face the bottom of the pyramid and you need working space on either side. Gotcha. Um, uh, I got a laugh out of it really quickly before we we move on. Um, New Year's Eve, David messages me and he's just like I, he's like, "How's the future?" Because he's a year behind me, and he had no idea that we uh, we decided to play Kingdom of Loathing, or not Kingdom of Loathing, dear God, Terraforming <laughs> Mars. Yeah. And uh, my strategy early on in the game was to try and jack up the temperature as much as I could to play the cards that I had. So, yeah. um, if you're not familiar with that, the style of the game, if you influence oxygen, temperature, or water, you get a victory point that you continually get paid out every single round. So I was like, I could jack up the price over two turns, get an extra like six to $8 and then start working on some other stuff. Mm -hmm. I miscalculated two things and global warming in Mars happened on like turn seven. <laughs> like it was so out of control. I lost this game cause I wasn't. <laughs> so you, um, so you just like you were, your goal was to terraform Mars, but you just created Mars all over again. Yeah, my my goal was because I had two cards that could raise the temperature really quickly, I could mm -hmm. get five temperatures and I already had enough temperature blocks that I could do it a sixth time. So raising it five would get me two ocean tiles. So that's seven victory points in three turns. Gotcha, yeah. Well in I think I did I did most of it over two because your turn ends when everybody passes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we did also get Root, and it's a very complex game. Very, very complex. And we're we're slowly learning it, because we want to learn the intricacies of the woodland creatures. It's adorably sinister, though. It's cool. Oh, yeah. Root is uh, it was probably one of the most popular uh, new games of last year. It, it released, I think, in 2018. Was it? Yeah, maybe a thing of the year before, but no, like, I remember when you and I were at 401 games, it was on like um, it was there. It was like one of the, the, the big releases. This is true. When did Root come out? I just remember that it, it came out yeah, 2018. But so the thing is, is like not all board games, just like movies, like they don't always turn out to be like huge, big hits right away. Right. So um. But yeah, Root has been on my list of, of games to get for a bit. But yeah, it does definitely have a learning curve. Um, actually, your uh, your partner in crime really wanted Wingspan. Did you end up getting that one? Not yet. We have determined, and we should have done this with Root, we have determined that we want to try it before we buy it. You know you could buy it digitally on the Nintendo Switch, right? I mean, that'd be a way to learn it. What is it, like six bucks? Something like that. It goes on sale every so often. Um, my, my other half, I give her so much credit for how she games compared to me too. She picked up Dave the Diver for super cheap. She's been playing Coral Island on my PC Game Pass. She just mm -hmm. loves them cozy games. Uh, there's a new version of Wingspan coming out. Did you uh, hear about that? It just Fly was announced. With the Eagles. Uh, it's coming out in uh, this year. It's called Wormspan like W-Y-R-M, and it's going to be uh, Dragons. Nice. Yeah. So I'm into that. For people who are into the Dragon stuff, um, yeah, that's going well, there, to come out. Then there we go. Um, news. There's not a lot of news. 
big ones here today are Game Pass has updated and they've they've taken away how quests can be accomplished. And that makes some people who like to earn their quest and turn it into $5 Microsoft cards really, really, really upset. Um, majority of the internet is kind of backlashing this week with this information, but it does look like the majority of changes appear to be how they've made the quests uh, points work to the completionist tasks. Mm-hmm. And they've been all increased to 1,000 compared to the 500 that they were originally. So it sounds like you have to play more and more. So I believe the original requirement was 22 dailies or 12 weeklies to get your thousand or your 500 points. And 500 now points, yeah. Yeah. Now you have to pretty much play Xbox every single day to get a thousand. Yeah. It's like a 30 play an Xbox Game Pass game or complete an Xbox a Game Pass daily task 30 days in a row. But the good news is. If it still works like it did previously, all you have to do is open and close the game. But still, that means that like you have to dedicate. It, it just makes it harder to to get the points, right? Like, not everyone can have have has time to load up their Xbox just to open up a game and close it every day. You know what I mean? Like, um, I'm sorry. Even what when, is accessibility? Even when, you, even when you try to do it, right? Like, think about it. So, um. Every year around uh, like Christmas, the publisher No Gravity Games they they publish some like shovelware games and some like decent games on the Nintendo Switch. They usually have like a twelve days of Christmas giveaway, right? Yeah. So the way that that one works is uh, you have to have one game. They usually give out one game for free, and then every day they have a different free game. But in order to get that game for free, you have to have the previous game in the list. Otherwise, you can buy it at a like a, a deep discount. Well. This year, I mean, they were doing it, and I had most of the games, but every so often there's a few that uh, were were new. And even though it takes me, you know, my Nintendo Switch is on my desk, and it takes me, you know, 30 seconds to turn it on and load up the eShop and stuff like that, it's, if it's not something that is, like, you know, really, I don't know, you, you set an alarm to do it, you're, you're going to easily forget and there's a few days that are like actually the very last day I totally forgot because again, I had other things going on. So there's going to be a lot of people that, you know, yes, they, they are longtime gamers and they, they play Xbox all the time, but in order to get those points where it was a little bit more accessible, a little bit more forgiving, I guess, to get the, the 500 points. Now it's like, if you miss one day, then you're, you're screwed, right? Like, that's the thing is like, especially for people who put a lot of time in, you know, you could be on 29 out of 30 and then something happens and you miss it. He's like, you've just wasted a month of your, <laughs> you know, a, a good chunk of your month just trying to get a thousand points. Like, oh, 100%. And then like the other thing, too, is like when I was playing Starfield every day, it was easy. It was mindless. I wasn't thinking about it. Right. Mm-hmm. But now I'm back into like my modern warfare backslide and you just got modern warfare. So I want to play it more and more opposed to war zone. And I, like, I'm mm-hmm. not getting points for that, mm-hmm. which makes it kind of tough. Now I did see an edit in here in some of the comments saying I'm in Canada and the 500 was always there with the requirements of 32 days, 12 weeks outline consecutive above. So maybe it just didn't reach globally and we never really noticed it, but like I I've collected maybe $30 total out of it. And like I've entered really? every surface. Yeah. Like in gift cards, but I've entered every single surface draw there has been. Mm. And you haven't won anything? No, never. I would like a surface. That would be cool for trivia. Be like a Zune. Nobody would talk about it. <laughs> I'm like what the hell's wrong with this guy? Yeah. What's a surface? Yeah. But yeah. Between that and Amazon pissing off David, it's been, uh, it's been quite the week. Okay, well, Amazon didn't just piss me off. Amazon's pissed off a lot of people. Now, we knew that this was going to come. We knew that this was going to happen. There's rumors. Um, I guess in the States it started happening, but I finally got an email uh, the other day from uh, an update on Prime Video. And here's uh, how the start of this email goes. It says, Dear Prime member, they don't even have the the decency to have it automatically add my name in there like i'm a actual meaningful subscriber dear prime member 
Dear Prime member, we are writing to you today that an upcoming... We need that sad music. Do you got it? Uh, do I have piano in here? I don't think so. Uh, no, I don't. No? All right. Anyways, <laughs> we were writing to, to you today about upcoming changes to your Prime Video experience. Starting February 5th, Prime Video movies and TVs will include limited advertisements. This will allow us to continue investing in compelling content and keep increasing that investment over a long period of time. We aim to have meaningful, meaningful, meaningfully fewer ads than traditional TV and other streaming TV providers. No action required from you, and there's no change to the current price of your Prime membership. We will also offer a new ad-free option for an additional $2.99 per month that you can sign up for. Uh, yeah, so Amazon is now adding... I mean, if I wasn't already subscribed to uh, Amazon Prime... Um, I, I wouldn't. Honestly, I might, I might just cancel it. I mean, the amount of money that I've saved on shipping alone, uh, I definitely get my money's worth in general. But I mean, once we move down to, uh, back home area, I mean, prime already is what it's like $113 Canadian after tax. So they want another, and there's going to definitely be tax. Um, so they want another $3.40, roughly, per month. So another 40 bucks a month, or Are sorry, you- 40 bucks a year just to not have ads. Like, Are you surprised? Not really, because like that's where everything's going to. And it's funny because... When Netflix started and then like a lot of these other streaming companies started, um, they were advertising and like part of their, not even advertising, part of their model was the fact that you could watch shows and stuff like that without having to see ads. Well, now that they've reached their subscriber numbers and they're not seeing the year over year growth that big companies, you know, have to see every year. Now they're looking at other ways of getting more revenue, and that's advertisements or getting people to pay money to uh, not see those advertisements. Well, that's the whole reason why people went away from TV, like traditional television, right, to go to these streaming services. So now they're just they they become the monster that they were trying not to be to begin with, right? Yeah. Um. And I mean, like, I don't. Uh. I. I feel like you know, people and and uh, you know, actors and all of them deserve the money that they should make from creating this content of that. Um. But there's a lot more chatter online about you know people are going to start uh, canceling their subscriptions and just you know go start... back to cable. Actually, some people have no, but people are saying, uh, you know, it's time to start sailing the seven seas again, you know. Um, and I can see this this kind of stuff like actually being more detrimental to uh, streaming services in general. Um, I mean, like Amazon or not Amazon, uh, Netflix saw a huge drop in their subscriber base when they uh, blocked password sharing. That they did. Right. Um, and it's funny because like some of Netflix's first uh, advertisements actually promoted like sharing your password. Yeah. Right? So did um, PlayStation. So. Yeah. So I don't know. It's uh, it's kind of annoying. I, I'm hoping that I, I'm hoping that ads are placed strategically because like take a show like the boys for example i know you haven't really watched it but uh or just really any any show that's made for amazon prime or made for streaming services they still have like that typical like you know end scene that goes to black yeah that would have been for a commercial right so if the commercials are put in at those parts in the show, then it would be less intrusive. But I hate like, do you ever like be streaming on like, I don't know, like the Roku channel or Tubi or something like that, where it's just like literally they put a commercial in at this, a certain duration into the show or the movie. And it's like cuts them off like mid sentence or something like that. Like it's, it's, it's pretty jarring. 
Yeah. Um, it's, so, uh, it's also like that with, um, what's it called? Uh, like YouTube. If you're not logged into YouTube, it's mm-hmm. literally the worst. Mm-hmm. I mean, like uh, if you're not paying for a YouTube premium, right? You see ads. Um, yeah, like nothing's worse than those 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 not free free ads that pop you up. You know what's really funny? Life. You know what's really funny? Those uh, when you see like an ad on YouTube where it's like a full on music video for some like random band. Um, at one point, um, what was it? There was I've seen it on Reddit, but then it finally happened to me where it was like the entirety of the movie of like Shrek or something like that. Yes. <laughs> uh as as an ad for I was like, oh, like they're doing a trailer for Shrek, but then I'm like, wait a second, this is the full movie. Uh so but yeah, I don't know, this is what the world's coming to. We're going to start next thing you know, we're going to be having to pay for uh additional content for video games. I mean, we already to, do with to DLC get, to get to get a complete experience. All right. So, I I have a question for you. When you look at the whole year coming up, right? We mm-hmm. have Nintendo, we have Microsoft, we have Sony, we have movies, everything. What is one crazy thing that you're like, you're looking, you, you just know is going to happen in your gut? It could be anything. Like, what, what do you, what are you predicting as like your, your big thing that's happening this year? Like, what are we going to get video game wise or movie wise? Oh, geez. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. It's like the thing is, is everything's kind of gone in a direction that it's hard to hard to tell. Right. Like with Disney and Marvel and Star Wars, I don't think any of those like Marvel or Star Wars, I don't think either of those two franchises or IPs have really gone in the direction that Disney has hoped. Yeah. Right. Um. You know, we should have actually December 24th, I think it was, or 23rd, would have been the release date of the uh, now since canceled uh, Rogue Squadron movie. True. Right? So it's like already content like that, uh, you know, shows and movies that people were excited for um, are being canceled and or they're not showing up. So it's really hard to say what uh, what this year's going to bring. I know that uh, 2024, we're supposed to get the Star Wars, the Ubisoft uh, Star Wars game. Yeah. The open world one. Um, That's the only thing that I'm really thinking is going to be like super massive. Yeah, I remember well, I just saw it recently. I think Steven Yen has left the Thunderbolts movie. So that's another person that they've they've lost. Marvel, I think, is starting to spiral out of control, and they're going to have to either put, they're the, like they're going to have to give Kevin Feige some support. I know there's rumors right now that John Favreau could take over, and Feige might go do something else with like take over a bigger part of Disney mm-hmm. uh, to be Iger's like successor this time for reels. So that could be a thing. Um, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say the two things that. I was going to say just one, but we'll go with two. Two things that we're definitely 100% going to see this year is I think we're going to see the Switch 2. We're going to see it mid-year, but it's not going to be an it's it's just going to be an improvement. It's not going to be anything revolutionary. It's going to be very basic improvements. You're going to see like an OLED, I think the controllers or the Joy-Cons will be a little bit Did you smooth. read this on Reddit? Well, I did see that the word revolutionary, <laughs> but um I didn't read the article at all. This is just something that I was, I wanted to talk about anyways today. So uh, like, I know somebody from Nintendo Japan said that the, the anticipation, it also said grain of salt beside that, if I remember correctly. Okay. So this article here, uh, or at least one of them, it's just saying it's an analyst. Um, And, and that's the thing is according to, I don't know, uh, CEO of a Tokyo based game industry consultancy company is forecast uh pretty much saying that the the console like the uh switch two right the successor uh should or will launch this year but not be a full-on new system so i saw something about a week and a half ago two weeks ago that would kind of go with that as well the prediction is 
with some, some companies doing ordering now. They're looking at early Q3 to make sure that they have enough um, stock for a, a September launch and a holiday release, right? But mm-hmm. let, let's let's look at some of the facts here with Nintendo real quick. Nintendo's always been successful in the handheld market. The Switch revolutionized gaming. I remember when we first saw those those trailers, we're like, what the fuck is this? This is just another version of the Wii U. People maybe buy it, maybe not. Are we finally going to get Pokemon handheld? Will it work on the TV? We saw the commercials. We knew, right? Mm-hmm. Going forward now, we're looking at the lifespan of that console was 2017 and now, right? So we're looking at six years, almost seven. And it's a severely underpowered system like at the time it was a competitor against the ps3 and the xbox 360 for sure but the moment that the ps4 and the xbox one came out the the switch couldn't hold up right yeah which but again fine yeah it's it was marketed as a different type of system right to a different type of gamer um so it worked but here's where I think the biggest difference is going to happen this year. I think with the release of the OLEDs and all the special ones that they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're going to have opportunities and options to to release a console that's going to be at least double the power. But do I think they change much? No. I think that rumored dock that we've seen time and time again is going to be what we see that round dock on the base, that's what we're going to get. It's going to be smaller. Mm-hmm. It's going to be compact. It's going to be easier for you to put on a shelf or hide behind a TV and then pull out. I think mm-hmm. that's what we're looking at here. I don't think we're looking at something that's going to be crazy. Do I think the console is going to be a little bit more smooth and curved? Yes. Feel your original Joy-Cons from your your Switch 1 to even like your newer Switches, right? They feel different. They click different. Maybe they'll fix stick drift. The other Probably big not. thing... Yeah, you're right. I'm asking <laughs> far too much now. Yeah. The other thing that I think we should be very aware of is the lat like three or four of the games that are coming out next for the the Switch. Three of them are remakes, and one of them is a Peach game that drops in March. The release schedule isn't beyond April for anything. Yeah. That tells me this is the end of a a the Switch life cycle. It's over. We're moving on to new stuff. Well, here's the thing, though. I, I I think Nintendo, if you look at all of their their consoles and stuff like that, um, they take what works and refine it, and um, or they try a new idea and then refine it. Right. So with the NES, it was the D pad, and then with the Super Nintendo, it was they added more buttons, right? And they they really refined the controller. Yeah. a lot and and the super nintendo that controller style like with the button layout that is the standard button layout now right like abxy like the, not necessarily the the naming of the buttons but the design or the the layout right uh then the n64 just kind of was like an abomination of <laughs> strange design choices um, but the best thing ever but then they go to the gamecube which they i think they the gamecube was their four way foray into like a more compact gaming system right then you get the the wii which implemented motion controls which is now in everything right whether it be like except for xbox really um you know sony has the gyro in uh, their controllers, right? For motion controls. And we're still seeing motion controls with the Switch, yep. right? The Wii U had the screen. And then the next, like, they refined that into the Switch, what we see in the Switch. I think the Nintendo Switch is one of the... I would say it's it's almost the perfect system for at-home play and on-the-go. So perfect that Valve copied it with the Steam Deck. Yeah, and you can't go backwards now. You have to make something at least equivalent to the ROG Ally going forward. Yeah, it it needs to be powerful. So with the Switch successor, these are my my hopes for it, that it is at least, at bare minimum, three times as powerful 
as the switch. Okay, three times and as powerful. That, at like bare minimum, right? Yeah, yeah. It's been seven years, right? Like the my my tablet that uh like my my Samsung tablet that I got like two years ago is more powerful and has more system memory and all that stuff than my Nintendo Switch does. Has a better screen, all that stuff. Uh, so it needs to be more powerful. Obviously, that's a given. But it also needs to be backwards compatible with my Switch games library. I think the form factor of the cartridges works perfect. Um, when they first came out, like the cost of the, the cartridges was, was pretty high because of the it was a new form factor, new technology. But, I mean, it's just flash memory. You can buy a, a one terabyte SSD. You know, that's the size of a switch card, right? So there's no reason for switch memory, like for games to not be massive on those things, right? Like the, and the cost of flash memory just keeps getting cheaper and cheaper. Yeah. But then also it needs to be able to pay, play uh, one of the, the biggest complaints that people had with Nintendo's uh, console generations is that there's no backwards compatibility with. Uh, the previously purchased digital content, right? So by default, if it's backwards compatible with Switch uh, cartridges, it should be backwards compatible with any digital games that I purchased. Switch 2 has to be backwards compatible. Cartridges can't change. There's too many out there. Nintendo has produced so many games, um, third party, even fifth party. Like we're we're mm-hmm. talking like low indie, but there's so many cartridges out there. You can't. You you cannot change the format. Right. You can. And, and then it's just another whole other thing to, to fill on the shelf and stuff like that. And it, it uh, like you look at um, like Sony and Microsoft, they, they started off with the discs based uh, medium and they are still doing that. Now, like the PS five uh, games are on ultra HD discs, right? So like up to a hundred gigs, dual layer kind of stuff. So they can fit some pretty big games on there. Um, and the medium, that's a slow medium. Like, Switch cartridges are fast uh, in comparison to reading off a disk drive, right? Like, And you can actually play the games off of the cartridge <laughs> as opposed to, you know, when you buy a game for the PS5 or PS4 or Xbox One or anything like that. You know, you still have to install the game to the hard drive because the disk drive is just so slow. 100%. Honestly, like, if Nintendo were to just release a... Uh, a successor to the switch that like i said is more powerful and can play my entire back catalog that's a day one buy for me i think it'll be a day one buy for me anyways because i have an original switch and i don't have like it's slow like you go to use the e-shop and you like hit the button and you wait you you like but here's the thing my console just feels slow now the the e-shop is that is a problem with the switch in general that, that's fair uh, because the eShop itself is actually web based, so it's not a separate app that's designed in the Switch. It actually goes to a, a website where everything's loaded up there. It is like nearly impossible to browse the eShop for like if you're going through like the sales list and stuff like that. It's like nearly impossible to go through any significant amount of of sale stuff in there. Um, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how things go. Uh, I feel like we should start saving up now, though, <laughs> because it'll be a six hundred dollar console for some reason, and it shouldn't be. It, ideally, I would say it's got to be three ninety nine. Probably the OLED is already three ninety nine, so you're maybe going to go up to five bills. But then, like, the, there's got to be massive improvements. Like, you can't have this console spit out a pathetic 1080p. You've got to have output on the dock for four K. That's no, that's oh, non negotiable now. One hundred percent. Almost every television is four K, and like the the built in screen needs to be like at least one hundred twenty hertz. Yeah, right. Like mm-hmm. refresh rate. So, but and, the thing is, is Nintendo. Here's the thing, though. Is like for for specs like that, like Nintendo hasn't catered to the hardcore gamer in a very very long time. I I don't even care about the hardcore gamer in this situation. Could you imagine Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, Mario, uh, Mario Odyssey? Mario Kart, the game that they're supporting until it like dies. Could you imagine that game with better resolution? Oh, it would be it would be phenomenal. But at the same time, like 
we are you and I are on the higher end of the gaming spectrum, like the with the knowledge and the expectations from our systems, right? The average Nintendo gamer isn't necessarily going to be caring about like the 4K 120 hertz output, right? The it's it's a lot of mom and dads buying the Nintendo stuff for their kids because Nintendo is and has always been a family, family name, yeah. a family console, right? So, or it's like the grandparents buying a game for their kid. Like they're not going to be caring about the, you know, the 4K output or anything like that. Most TVs, like I mean, we you can play Mario Kart on your 4K TV, and it your TV does a pretty good job of upscaling it. Anyways, like it doesn't look horrible by any means, right? Um, you're so you're right in that sense. If but anything, you're... like I could see them potentially releasing, like it would be a stretch, but releasing a, a standard version of Switch Two and a Pro version of Switch Two. Oh, then kind the, of like how the Microsoft water's getting muddy. It is, but kind of like how Microsoft has uh, has done it with the Xbox Series X and S, right? Like uh, people thought that uh, that was going to be you know a, a downfall for it, but you know what? There's a lot of people that buy the Xbox Series S. Because one, it's a cheaper console. They don't really care about like the super high 4K or 8K graphics and stuff like that because they want to play the, the games that they 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 enjoy, right? Um, so I don't know. I think I think it is a viable option for Nintendo because then they would reach a market of the hardcore gamers and then also the casual gamers, the mom and pops that are buying the, the system for their kid who's, you know, 10 years old yeah. that doesn't need the 4K thing. But then also like if they want to if they want to capture the the more mature gaming audience, they do definitely 100% need to have some sort of high resolution, high frame rate um and powerful graphics processing for for their new console. So my time at Sandrock just released and every cozy gamer reviewer on the internet tells gamers to wait out the Switch version in hopes that they release another version or like another Switch to to correct the problems. Yeah, this game has because it's just not there. And it's funny too because I've seen gameplay of um, what's it called? The, this Coral Island that my other half is playing right now, and I just for fun maxed out the settings and like i was like you're never going to be able to play this on a switch look mm-hmm. at this game on my computer versus just like what it's going to look like on a switch you're going to be upset yeah. oh i know so i had to dumb it down to like full polygon so it looks terrible <laughs> <laughs> all, all that fun stuff um before we go we'd be remiss if we didn't bring back everybody's favorite game um it's january which means games have come out and we need to talk about a few of them before we go, right, David? But before we go, we can't start talking about games without a uh, little jingle from our favorite singer. Picking up strangers, now let me tell you about the dangers. If you don't like taking chances, then better keep with all my friends. I actually don't even know who's saying that. Yeah, I was going to say, I have no idea who sings that, but I will tell you straight up that January is bleak. There is no game releases until the 11th of January. And most of these games, I've never even heard of, which will make it even more fun. Yeah, I mean, the 11th, we get uh, Top Racer Collection, which is actually a collection of the pole position games. Which is actually pretty sweet. (laughs) Which is, yeah. Uh, I don't know. On the twelfth, we got Gungrave Gore Ultimate Enhanced Edition for the Nintendo Switch. Oh, sign me up! For it's War a twenty twenty two third person <laughs> War Hospital. Dude, it actually looks it? pretty fun. War Hospital. Hospital. Oh Let shit! It... Yeah, this this game actually looks legitimately good. It's like but... a World War One. Yeah, be the ray of hope among the darkness of war. Manage a British WW1 field hospital in a 3D isometric RTS where you lead the medical corps instead of soldiers. That is very interesting, actually. Yeah. You know Mm -hmm. what? That's the side of... You know what? This is... I'm surprised that I haven't heard about this before because 
that is a side of you know world war one and two games that you don't really see it's yeah. always about soldiers and and sending them off into battle and whatnot so interesting it comes out on playstation um i would assume at this point i think it also comes out on xbox series x so one of them will probably have it for free we'll find out in a few days yeah uh, on the 18th, the new Prince of Persia game is coming out. So that's probably the biggest one so far. Nor. I know. Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown is the first new major installment in the Prince of Persia series since the 2010 Prince of Persia, The Forgotten Sands. I'm it... sorry. 2D side scroller. Yeah. No, thanks. I mean, whatever. Uh, what else we got? I guess it's um, a 3D. No, it's still 2D. Yeah, it's still a, a 2D size goer thing. Uh, on the 19th, we got a remake of a game. And I guess it's not a remaster of a remaster because this is the first remastered version of it. The Last of Us Part 2. I'm telling you, this better be fucking free. I don't even care. That's, I think, the first swear word of this year on the no, show because I I I, I've, I've been trying to be a little bit more aware of it. But this has to be free. It has to. For the amount Why? people are paying for PlayStation Plus, this, ha- or not even PlayStation Plus, PlayStation, whatever it's called. The dumbest Ascent- program on Essentials or something. I don't know. This has to, has to, has to be included. It's not you, going you want, to. You want to sell the TV series? This has to be included. Here's it's the thing, an- though. It's another remaster. They don't even remake. Like, they're just remaking their own game over and over and over again. Right. But here's the thing, though, is Naughty Dog and Sony. Okay. The Last of Us came out on the PS3. Then they remastered it on the PS4. Yeah. So Then that's... they remade it or remastered the remaster on the PS5. And you had to pay for it every time. This yeah, game is, is going to come out as a ninety dollar uh, PS5 game, and it's not going to go on sale for a very long time. I mean, The Last of Us Two, we got that last Boxing Day, not like Boxing Day twenty twenty three, sixty four ninety nine, twenty twenty two. Right, we got The Last of Us for like ten dollars. Or Last yes. of Us Part Two for like ten bucks, right? I forgot about that. And so, this this game is definitely going to be. Sorry, it's not going to be free, not for a while. No, it's sixty four ninety nine. I'm pissed. Yeah, I know. That's okay. Uh, what else? We got uh, on the twenty third. Man, that's like almost almost a week difference. Yeah, five five days. Yeah, we it's got a, this it's game a, called it's a Bleak Month called graven or grabbing it's an upcoming mm. dark fantasy first person shooter video game developed by slipgate ironworks and published by 3d realms uh, no. wow that's it's been a while since 3d realms did anything i know what was the they did uh uh duke nukem no duke nukem yeah graven looks pretty cool though it it's reminiscent of those like old school like uh, first-person shooter, um, like arcade games like uh, Hexen, Hexen Two, even games like uh, Wolfenstein and stuff like that. It's like 3D, but it's kind of got like a pixelated, um, like the textures are all kind of like pixelated and stuff like that. It looks kind of cool. Uh, it'll be free at some point. So will Apollo Justice Ace Attorney the trilogy? No, it won't. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I've played. To like, I haven't played through them, but I have played parts of the Ace Attorney games. They're okay. They're they're fun. I mean, like I played them a lot on the the DS because it worked really well with like the stylus and stuff like that. Um, I do have it on. I think I have the uh, the trilogy for uh, Ace Ace Attorney on uh, my Nintendo Switch, but uh, I never really played the Paul Justice one, so I'm not too sure. I probably won't get that. I just think visual novel games are done. No, they're not. There's no, a they're just, huge following. Yeah, but like, look at how much Telltale's fallen off too. Like, you don't see a lot of that stuff anymore in the Batman. Well, the games company are some of the best ones. But the Telltale didn't didn't Telltale uh, go bankrupt or close? I'm sure Microsoft and then, them. <laughs> and then they started up again or something like that. Yeah, Telltale uh, games. 
well, it sounds looking that up. We got, I don't know, Sharon the Wanderer, the mystery of the Dragon Serpent Coil Island. It's a role-playing game. Uh, it, oh, it's the sixth main entry in the Sharon the Wanderer series. I've never heard of this, so... Uh, okay. Oh, shit, they uh, just laid off everybody. Telltale acquired Flavorworks, a video game studio that had focused on narrative-telling story games. In October 23, so two months later, Telltale confirmed they had laid off some of their employees due to lack of current marketing conditions. Hmm. But they have some games still in production. Those games are unknown. Interesting. Uh, okay, well, yeah, this month is pretty... I mean, it is January. January is never really a good time to release games because people typically are not spending as much money. Um, but on the 26th, we get two of probably like the biggest games in January, uh, like a dragon infinite wealth. So that is what's well, in the Yakuza series. That would be the equivalent of a Yakuza eight in the mainline series. Um, so that's coming out and then Tekken eight is coming out on the 26th as well. I didn't even realize that there was a Tekken seven. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people who like those fighter games that are going to be all over Tekken 8. I'm sure one of your favorite streamers will be playing it nonstop. I'm sure a few of my favorite streamers will be playing it nonstop. Um, The Lost Legends of Redwall, the Scout Anthology, looked real cute when they showed it off. If I remember this game correctly, and I'm just going to throw it up on YouTube to remind myself. But this is the one with the mouse, I believe. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this you know game what? looks adorable. Nobody likes mice in their homes, but people like playing mice's little mice on adventures. Yeah. It, it looks really fun. It looks like a cute little adventure game. Yeah. So, I won't be picking up any of these strangers. But what I will tell you is on January 10th, we're back at the brewery. We're reopening trivia. And this one, the answers are going to be real simple. Everything that we'll be doing trivia on happened last year. So literally mere days ago, right? So um, I'm going to be bringing back uh, the the name the month category where I'm going to ask you a question and you're going to have to name a month. There is no doubles. That's kind of fun. We might do top hits of the year, which will be great. Um, some pop culture questions. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Nice. Yeah. It, it'll I'm be excited. A- uh, well, you should be excited. Everybody should be excited. <laughs> so, David, that's it for this one. I, uh, I, I'm i excited to be back. Thank you, everyone, for listening. For myself. Wow, wow, is very nice. And David. That Hansel's so hot right now. We want to thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. <laughs>